Welcome to Jerusalem Talks, a podcast series produced by the Jerusalem Center for Public Affairs. I'm Adam Shai, online editor. In this series, our fellows and experts will take up the challenges facing Israel and the Middle East. Join us as we explore and explain the important issues from this complex region. I'm happy to again host Harold Rode, an expert on the Arab world and Muslim culture. Having served in the United States Department of Defense in that role and having studied as a prize student of Professor Bernard Lewis. Today, Harold is teaching Islamic affairs and the Arab culture at the Ariel University. Harold, we've been seeing attacks of Muslim radicals, of terrorists, across Europe. But there seems to be a focus on the Iberian Peninsula, with attacks on Barcelona and, of course, the famous one on the Madrid trains. From your understanding of Arab affairs and Islamic history, why is there a focus on Spain and the Iberian Peninsula? Superb question. Here's the problem. In Islam, once a territory is conquered by Muslims, it is Muslim forever. This is according to Sharia, the Muslim holy law. In the year 712, the Muslims crossed the Straits of Gibraltar from Morocco and take over the Iberian Peninsula. Therefore, from an Islamic point of view, Spain belongs to the Muslims forever. Now, uh, they ruled Spain in various parts of it. There were wars galore until 1492 when they were thrown out. If you read Muslim documents and Muslim diplomatic correspondence during the period from 1492 to today, whenever they mention a city in Spain, they say, may it be returned to the, the bosom of Islam speedily. Now, if you now turn on, if you go, if you know Arabic and you go onto the net, you will see passionate arguments about how they will reconquer Spain and Portugal, which are theirs by their definition. Do they use the names Spain and Portugal? They call it Andalus or Andalusia. And uh, what is interesting is in the city of Cordova, which was the, one of the great capital centers of Islamic culture and rule of Iberia, there is a, an institute which is interested, it says, in preserving the Islamic history and culture of Cordova. Nothing wrong with that. That's great. But about in the early 80s, uh, the great Professor Bernard Lewis was at a conference in Cordova on Islamic affairs. He's with a whole bunch of Turks. Now, for various reasons, he's, he was at the time perfectly fluent in Turkish. And he's hanging around with them, speaking with them. And there was a group from this institute and said, would you like to come and see our institute? And of course, the Turks said yes, and they assumed that Bernard Lewis was also a Turk because he's speaking Turkish. So they bring a bus and bring them to the institute. And he said, now that we're only among our own, I would like to talk about what we're really here for. It's not, we're not just worrying about the preservation of Islamic culture here. We are preparing for the Islamic reconquest of Spain. Because we, of course, know it's ours. Some of the Turks got very upset. 
Bernard Lewis writes about this actually in his autobiography when he turned 100, which is about a year or so ago or something like that. Thank God he's still alive. And he writes about this experience. Now, that's what they're all about. And so when we're seeing the bombings in Madrid and we're seeing the bombings in the, the running over of people in Barcelona not that long ago, what is this all about? This is classic Islamic warfare. I've just published uh, about two or three months ago a book on modern Islamic warfare. Um, the, uh, an ancient doctrine marches on. What is this all about? Islamic, classic Islamic warfare is based on pre-Islamic Arabian warfare, which is raiding parties, which we call terrorism today. It's small groups fighting small groups. Since they were small groups and they didn't have a lot of people, they didn't want to get killed. So what they did was, you attack, you terrorize, instill fear in the other side, and withdraw, and attack, and withdraw, and attack, and withdraw. Now, this is what it's all about. We, when I say terrorist raids, we think terrorism is awful. It's simply classical pre-Islamic Arabian warfare. That's what they're doing. And when they use daggers and they use swords, that's what their prophet Muhammad used and those around him. They're just imitating what their prophet and his generals did. Do you see this in ISIS publications? Absolutely, yes. It's in ISIS publications. Let me just give you what a Sunni a Muslim friend of mine, who's totally secular, said to me in Baghdad. He said, Harold, you're missing the point of ISIS. And what they're appearing to the, appealing to the very soul of our, of our Muslim soul. How are they doing that? It's they say that the whole world must be Muslim. And eventually it will be. It must be under a caliph, which is a, one who takes the place of the, their prophet Muhammad, and under the Sharia, which is the Muslim law. And that is what we learn from the time that we are little children. And that is what Daesh or ISIS is doing. And that is all of the, these other people, whether it's, it's ISIS or it'll be a new group thereafter. That's what they're all talking about, and it's that what it, the ideology appeals to their souls from the time that they were born. They all know that they should live in one world. We're all going to convert to Islam. There's going to be a caliph. Now, the point is they don't agree on what is Islam because there are different types of Islam. My way or the highway, as Bernard Lewis would say. You do it my way or I'm right, right you're wrong, go to hell, is what he used to say in lectures. And that's what it's all about. I'm right, you're wrong. So the point is, then they'll fight among each other. But that's what they're trying to do. That's what Erdogan, the Turkish um, now president, is trying to do by, getting his, by letting all these immigrants go into Europe. Muslim, they, first, you're, you, they take over small places, and they're very quiet. And when they reach critical mass, then they start making demands. We are, what we're witnessing is the Islamification of Europe. The Russians, Putin understands this very, very well and understands that he's in an internal battle against Islamic orthodoxy that wants to take over this, his world. And the Chinese have the same problem in northwestern um, uh, China in a place called Xinjiang, which was conquered by Islam in the 1100s. And so therefore, again, just like in Spain, is Islamic territory forever. By the way, that's the same story in Israel. 
everybody's worrying about, especially the State Department, the West Bank, and the settlements, and how, how awful they are. Look, the is Islam conquered what is all of Israel and the West Bank today in the year 637. So Tel Aviv is as much a settlement in the Muslim mind as any of the settlements are in the West Bank. It's all the same. All of this territory must be and will be eventually returned to Islamic rule. Harold, I'm a little confused. I can understand that they want to recapture areas in even China or in Spain, but they also controlled areas in Europe historically, and now they try to expand into places like Copenhagen or Sweden. What do they feel is their patrimony? The world. It works this way. From a Muslim point of view, and this I'm giving you Sharia, this is Islamic holy law. The only territorial divisions that exist from a Muslim holy law point of view are the world of Islam, Dar al-Islam in Arabic, and Dar al-Harb, and the world of war, or the world that eventually will be Muslim. There is no such thing as a permanent peace between the Muslims and the non-Muslims. Bygones are not bygones. Eventually, you, you may have a temporary truce. That's what Muhammad did in 628, a, a place called Hudaybiyah, where he was weak, and he made a truce, truce with his enemies for 10 years. The 10 years ended in two years, when he was strong enough to continue the war. There is an eternal battle between the Islamic world and the non-Islamic world. So Europe is part of the non-Islamic world, which is in the process of becoming part of the Muslim world. I've seen an ISIS magazine that has the Vatican on its cover. Yes, of course. Why, of course? Because from their point of view, look, religion is the basis of identity. And it's true, actually, in the West, although we may not want to understand it that way. Now, what is the center of the Christian world, the non-Muslim world? From their perspective, it is where the Crusaders were sent from and that's the Catholic capital. So if they capture the Vatican, they've captured the Christian world. It'll take them time. See, they don't, in the West, we're obsessed with time. We buy it, we spend it, we talk about it in economic terms. They have patience. In Arabic, in Turkish, in Persian, they use the Arabic word sabr, which means patience. Wait, eventually the whole world is gonna be Muslim, and just take your time, and it, us, us good Muslims will go and take over, we'll slowly get into different places. We're going to take over everywhere. Now, that we in the West may not think otherwise, but I really have, with what I'm seeing, that the West doesn't seem to believe in itself anymore. The churches in Europe are empty. Uh, on the coast of the United States, on the east-west coast, they're basically empty. The middle of America, what Americans would call flyover zone, that is the the self-appointed elite of the United States on the East and West Coasts, the churches, thank God, are still full. And they're the ones who understand that the, shall we say, Islamic culture, not the Islamic religion per se, religion is just a small part of Islamic culture. They're the ones who are, who basically want to take over the whole world. And they want to stand up against it. Maybe the establishment in Washington is... Uh, um, maybe in some ways very post-American, and same as on the West Coast. But the American people in the flyover zone, they're very, very strongly committed to their identity, and they're good Christians. And that, if the more that they are Christians, the more there is a chance for the West to stand up against the onslaught of Islam, 
which is, as I said before, in the process of taking over the entire world. For Jerusalem Talks, Harold Road, thank you so much for joining us.